0: And he proves it from the Gemara that says that there was a there was a drought. Now why is there a drought? So the Torah tells us if you sin against Hashem Hashem will give you a drought. So the drought came because we sinned against Hashem. We defiled ourselves. We went against the Ratzon Hashem. That's why there is a drought. It comes from sin that we're not worthy. We call Malka Misuba Still, the Gumara tells us what happened. A bunch of different Tanoim tried to go ahead, or Amiroim tried to go ahead and make certain prayers to Hashem to get the decree annulled, and it didn't work. Yarad Rebbe Kiva, Kiva went, L'Fnei he went to the, to the Ahmad, he went to the Aran Kaidish, and he said, Avinu Malkeinu. Miyad it started pouring. Avinu Malkeinu. He reminded Hashem, so to speak, Yes, you're Malkenu, and yes, you make laws, and you make rules like every melech. And one of the rules are that when we don't deserve it, and we do bad stuff, you're going to make a drought. But Tati, Avinu, but you're our father before you're our king. And that's what did it. The tshuva, they couldn't do it with the other tefillah. The tefillah, the tshuva, everything was was stuck because the avera was so bad. So he went around all of it and he said, yes, I get you. But netzach rechimu dubonu l'rechimu Dina. There's something you love more, Malkenu, our dear king. There's something you love more. You're also avinu. We are your children. So don't treat us the way we deserve to be treated. That's what the, that's what the explains. That the reason why Avinam Kenu works is because of that Zayir Kodesh, those five words. Yes, I deserve bad, but you love me more than you love your strict judgment. Knizkil il, like we said before, the Inyan of Banim, which is Nimzah Be'ichot Be'Zayirah Kodesh Be'Gaidel Ruchimusah De Rachim Like he said in a different shtickle, how the Zayra HaKadosh is full of explaining and bringing out the Bechina, the concept that we are Hashem's children. When Hashem said, Banim atem You are my son. You have to understand, Hashem could have defined His relationship with us in any way. He could have said, Avadim atem la-shem ale- la-shem You are my slaves. We would have said, great. Just took us out of Mitzrayim. You're picking us to be your slaves. Great. Any relationship that Hashem would have defined us, we would have been happy. Why did he have to pick the one relationship that's different than every other relationship? Banim atem l'Hashem Why did he pick banim, children, which is the only relationship that is unconditional. It's not based on a child doing anything. You could have a little kid. He's born screaming in the middle of the night, smelled up the whole room, the parents are going to be so loyal to that child. They're going to love that child. They'll die for that child. He didn't do anything to deserve it. A child could be a horrible child, but you're going to still die for him. Even parents that have a child that they don't know, they're such struggling with him. But if they if the kid needed a kidney, you would give a kidney. Because that love is not dependent on the ac- actions and behavior of the child. You could hate your child. Hate is just frustrated love. But you would be there for them. I'll give an example that I always give. Imagine that there's a a child, a man, and he's a mass murderer. He killed 30 people. And the parents find out, you know, the whole world is looking for him, the police and everybody, and he comes home to his parents, please protect me. And the parents know what he did and they find out where he is and they feel obligated to save the next 30 people that he'll kill, or who knows how many. And they call the police. Comes to the judgment, and they decide that they're going to kill him. They're going to execute him. Misa. They're going to execute him. When it comes to the time that they will execute this, this person, they give him the lethal injection. And the whole world stands up and claps that this monster is killed. And the parents are relieved also that this monster is killed. And yet they will feel tremendous, tremendous pain. Because the part that's in the Bria cannot be severed, cannot be damaged in any way. Even if he's a mass murderer that needs to be put out, needs to be put down for the safety of the world, they will cry tears, bitter tears, because that love is the same, whether he's a Rosh shiva, whether he's President of the United States, not such a great thing these days, whether he's somebody amazing or with something horrible. It's not, it's not connected to, to pride and like and all of that. They will feel that love. And that's why Hashem did that. And that is brought out in the Zayar Kodesh. So this concept that due to your sins you're no longer a part of Klal Yisrael is unacceptable, is absurd, is against Yiddishkeit. Whether dealing with your own sins where you feel like now I'm less... Hashem wants to hear from me less, you should know that it's not true. Or dealing with a child or a student who sins, they may never get the impression that their actions change change their status and relationship with Hashem. And because we are representatives to our children, a child who says, my father hates me, who's Hashem? Avinu? So for sure he hates me. We have to make sure that we, as adults, never give that impression to the child to any child, that we be- them, don't love them and care for them. Otherwise, we're putting, instilling in them a concept which is not true. Our religion doesn't believe in that. Our religion believes that we have to understand that Hashem, in fact, wants us more when we sin. How do I know that? There's a beautiful nasi Shalom on Rosh Hashanah. And basically, I'll give you an example. When... President Trump became president by his inauguration. Everybody was there. His whole staff, everybody who voted for him. The whole world stood up to clap. But in the audience, somebody who made him feel even better. Who was that person? Out of everyone in the audience, out of everybody in the world, who's the one who, when he was inaugurated, who came to the inauguration, who had to stand up and clap? His enemy, his rival, Hillary, Seeing, ah, even you came to my inauguration, that's the best feeling. And Siva Shalom says in Rosh Hashanah, it's the inauguration of Hashem. We inaugurate Hashem. It's the, the of Hashem's Malchus in the world. So we look at it that Hashem is very excited to see all the tzaddikim file in. They come into shul. All the tzaddikim, gvaldik. Regular people, okay. Rishayim, or people doing a lot of Averis, why would Hashem want them there? It says in the Sivishalom, no. After fighting with Hashem a whole year, and then you come to Rosh Hashanah to Shul, Hashem says, wow, look, even, even Chaim Yanko came. Pssh, even he came to my Akhtarah. The further away that you are, the more impressed and appreciative Hashem is that you came to his Akhtara. The whole concept of the way that we relate to sin, is krum, is wrong? The fact that we daven less, the fact that we learn less, geschmack after we sin, it's all, it's all a misunderstanding. And it begins with this understanding that we have to go ahead and to convince ourselves the truth and to put it into our children. And the same thing when a father and a mother have a child that sins against them. They have to treat the child the same way. They have to understand that the child has to know that yes, we have a rule, but I love you more than my rules. Why? If we wouldn't know if we wouldn't know and as long as we're good we would be very close to Hashem but eventually we would sin eventually we would fall away and as time goes on we would fall away from Hashem our davening would get weaker our learning would get weaker our whole yiddishkeit would get weaker And that comes from the Yitzhahara, who tries to convince us, how do we know that? After we sin, our davening is usually less Geschmack. Our learning is less gishmak. And it says in the Sfarim that that's really what the Yitzhahara was was after even more than the sin. I'll give you an example. Let's say, over the course of a year, a person sins ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times. There's spots. Those spots we could do tshuva, we can do tshuva for that. We could do even tshuva, me'ahava, out of love, and those spots can become mitzvahs. Yom Kippur is mechaper, all those spots. But you know what yom kippur cannot be mechaper? In between all those spots, when we were, uh, we were down. And our davening was, Hashem doesn't really want to hear from me, on a low level, my learning was on a low level, our Yiddishkeit was on a low level. So because of those dots, the Satan, the Yitzhahar, actually accomplishes much more. He snips the wings of our spirit, that we can't soar, because he makes us feel that Hashem doesn't want us. When I, I'm so holy and I come to Ma'rav, I daven so great. When I just did a terrible sin, I davening is less. That's not something that Yom Kippur could be the less davening. The mitzvahs that I don't do with a Geshmak and besimcha, There's no kapara for that. And that's what the Yetzirah is after. In fact, the Aver itself, he knows, he can't really know for sure that he he got it because we might do tshuva hava. He might actually be fueling more mitzvahs. But if he flattens our spirit, he won. And that's what he's after. So the Ashreich Yisrael is to understand that we never have to run away from Hashem. He could handle our sin. Who do we go to when we're dirty? Hashem. Who happens to be Havichim shemaim? And who is Mataros? Who takes that, that, um, spiritual car wash? Or that, uh, power washer? Who does the power washing on the soul? Hashem himself. As we're gonna learn, even more exciting in the next article how far this goes. That Hashem can use different things that angels can't even use to purify us and save us, but Hashem does. This is the greatest ashrechim, the greatest fortune that we have. Is when we're down and out that we can go to Hashem and we can run into his arms and he's not going to say, ooh. He's going to say, wow. You see? That's who they really are. He made a mistake. How do I know this? Another Nisivah Shalom that he brings down to Rosh Hashanah. Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem alikecha ki koshalta bavanecha. Shuva Yisrael. Do return, O oh, O oh Jew, O oh Yid, Israel, the Jew. You should return. Where do you return to? Ad Hashem Wow, all the way. Ad Hashem kikashalta because you stumbled with your sins. Estin First of all, Ad Hashem After all your sins, you can go all the way to God, really. And shouldn't it say, "Come back, return"? Uh, until God, key because you messed up! You're crazy people! You gave up Olam Haba for Olam hazeh. You gave up Nitzchiyas for Taiva. Because you're Bali Taiva. That's why you should do chuva. Isn't that really the speech we would expect? What's Kashalta Bavinecha? You stumbled. It sounds like you didn't sin intentionally. It sounds like you, you made a mistake. Ooh, oops! Why does it say, Shuvah Yisrael, Kishalta Bavaynecha? What kind of a is Kishalah? He says in the we'll discuss it again in, in depth on Rosh Hashanah. He says, you know why Shuvah Yisrael, Ada Kecha? You know why you have a right to return all the way back to God? Because you never meant to sin. Even if you're using all your faculties, it's not true. There's so much pressure and stress inside of you. There's so much going on outside. Yitzrei Albashay, the Eitzahara attacks us, makes us not be able to think properly, as we're going to learn in the next tickle, which is even more exciting. It's just a kishalin. You just stumbled. You didn't mean to fall. Hashem knows that. Because if you were standing by the of HaMikdash, and you saw the Kaihanim there, would you, would you sin? No. If you were by the Kaisal, if you were on Yom Kippur, by Nila, and you had you had a great Jim Kipper, and you were saying Hashem, like, would you do that? No, it's because of the darkness of Galos. It's because of we have a rashdos. It's a part of the Bria that we could be so smart, and yet we could have a rashdos where we're mentally retarded in certain times where we do things that we said we don't want to do and that we really don't want to do. Hashem understands that. It's just a kishal, and it's a stumbling block. You stumbled. Because all of your sins are just stumbling. You don't mean it. A Yid never means to sin. Like the Heiliger, I believe it was the Rizhina that said, maybe it was the Rebbe Ramaylech, I don't remember, maybe it was the Rebbe Abzisha. It was somebody like that. One of the old Sadiqim from the, I don't mean that he was old, a long time ago, he said that if you look at a a Veir that's created, uh, that a a Malach that's created from a sin, Every sin creates a malach, and every mitzvah creates a malach. He says, if you look at an angel created from a Jew sins, you'll never find a complete angel. There's always something missing, because our heart is never in it. We never really, really want to sin, as we'll see in the next piece. And that's why, yes, Shuva Yisrael Ad Alekecha, you are welcome to come home. You are welcome to go all the way back to Hashem, because it's Kikoshal Taba That's the blick, the way, that Tzadikim looked at sin. As Rabbi Gershin, Edelsin, Gezunt, could look at the video that I have, and I asked him, what, "What do you say about all these kids and all these people going off the Darach? How do you, how do you, what category are they in?" And so many people say they Rashaim or other words Shiksa, Gaite. They call them names. He said Anusim, and look at the way he said it. Tzadikim see differently the khazanish Gershin, all the older tsadikim anybody over 90 you go to them anusim they can't help themselves like like as if they're potter i said they're all anusim yeah to him it's so pushit that if you're not an anus you're not forced and you're not rachstos so then like why wouldn't you have our life we have such a great life like you got to be crazy. It's like you go to a convention of, of billionaires, right? And you say, what do you say about those poor people? You see, I feel bad for them because they would all want to be like us. That's the way Tzadikim understood it. We have the best life. We have the only life that makes any sense. We have an afterlife that we're preparing for. Not just the best Olam Haba, but they had the best Olam haza. We all know it. We all know it that us that are Mugushim in olim Hazar don't really enjoy olim Hazah, writes a and charata. We know that tzaddikim have a better olim hazeh. I was sitting next to a friend of mine who was a big tzaddik. He's unfortunately a kip. He went through a lot of pain, and he told me he put a filter on his phone, and I, I was so impressed. And I said, "Wow, what an oilam haba you're going to have." He looked at me and he said, "Not for olim haba, for olim hazeh." Who has a better life somebody who has an unfiltered phone and who's falling and watching is that a happier life does anybody think addiction and and all that stuff is brings you happiness no happiness fulfillment inner pleasure self esteem it all comes from le- leading a the the holiest purest life and that's the way that saddekam looked at it so he said they must be they're nius I said you could be an inus for five years he said yeah, you could be Nius for five years yeah yeah. There's no time limit. And I said, when are they going to not be anusim? When are they going to not be an aynas anymore? Ainus means that they're forced to sin. When are they going to break out of that category, that they're not forced to sin? He said, when they're happy. When they have simcha hachaim. As as we always say here, Yismachlevim lev Hashem. That's the way that tzadikim looked at it. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't give over this feeling to our children. We look at other people's sins. Ugh, disgusting. How could you do that? Get away from me. I can't take it sometimes siblings we have where there's a sibling who's off the darach, and we have a holy sibling and he looks at the other sibling. ugh, disgusting! Where'd you get this from? It's not too disgusting for God. They're chelikah v'kah and it's keshal and they're anusim and they're certainly not our level of Bakhira, or maybe even if they have full Bahira but they're struggling, they're in a terrible place, we have to understand the way that Hashem looks at us when we sin, which we like, We have to apply that to everyone else in our lives and especially to children and especially to students and especially to siblings. We have to make sure that everybody understands the Jewish way that we look at people who sin.